You know, songwriting is an incredible thing. It evolves over time, and it's a skill that can only grow with practice. I think back to when I was just 16, 17 years old, and I was really learning to truly become a lyricist. And I have always loved to play acoustic guitar. And I had a sidekick that was always with me through that season. I lived in California for a couple of years in Sacramento. And my dear friend, Kyle, was always there playing guitar with me. Musically, Kyle taught me so much. I learned so much from him. But more important than a mentor, he was my friend. We just enjoyed being around each other. We got to do a lot of really cool things together, like fly out to conferences and be the guitarist for church conferences and things of that nature. And it was through that season that God really gave me a deep love for songwriting and getting to write with friends and do music with friends. Kyle taught me that. When I say we would write, I mean hours. We would sit for eight hours at a time and just write music and play music. I remember being nine years old and writing my, you know, one of my first songs, but as a teenager, I grew a love for it. It became a part of my DNA, became a part of who I am. And I forever owe so much of that creativity to my friend Kyle. I'm so excited that Kyle Gasande is the guest on today's episode of the Noteworthy Podcast. Kyle is an incredible songwriter. He's an incredible musician. He can play any instrument that he puts his hands on. He's also a self-producer for his music. He talks about that in the interview. He's an insane amount of talent in one person, and he has an incredible testimony and he shares it all with us today on the podcast. Uh, Kyle, if you're listening, I'm so thankful that you took time out of your schedule to do this. And I know this interview is going to bless so many people. He has a brand new single that came out last week called Wolves. He's also the uh, founder of Autopilot Worship, written songs like It's Done and Amazed. And... I'm just telling you, this guy's ministry, if you haven't met him, if you haven't listened to him, go to your favorite digital platform, type in Kyle Cassande, and let his music bless you. Guys, thanks for tuning in to the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. Let's go. Kyle, what's going on, bro? Hey, man. Hey, bro. <laughs> man, this is so exciting. I'm so glad to see you, bro. Oh, man. it, Dude, it really makes me happy seeing you. It's been too long. It really has. And for you guys listening in that may not know this story, Kyle and I go way back. I mean, like, teenagers way back. Now we're old men. Goodness, how... <laughs> How old are you now, Kyle? Uh, I'm 28. Man, I'm 29, so I'm a bishop and you're a deacon. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool, man. Well, uh, I'm so excited to get to see you, get to talk to you today. And what I was telling the listeners is uh, we kind of grew up together as teenagers back a lifetime ago when we both lived in California and uh, lots of songwriting, lots of guitar playing, lots of jam sessions, and uh, I just hold that time so dear. So many good memories. Uh, I often tell my wife and my family that even though that was a, kind of a short season in my life there in California, it was such a life-changing season there with you guys and the the lifelong friendships that were built uh, and I'm just excited, bro. And now you're in Washington and I'm here in Atlanta 
And how cool is it that we're getting to sit here and talk today? Man, it is, it's, it's good to see you, man. I think it's, you know, you know, you make a real friend when you go so long without talking or chatting. And then, you know, when you see them for that first time in a long time, it's just like you, you start just picking up right where you left Ooh, off. I know it. I'm not going to lie. It got me a little emotional. I'm like, I'm feeling some emotions here. <laughs> I really am. Don't cry, man. Don't cry. But, but bro, I don't, I don't want to talk about me too much. I want to talk about you today. Um, the, the podcast listeners know at, way more than they need to know about me already. So I want to tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, I know some people might know you from autopilot worship. uh, And just tell us a little bit about where you're from, what you do. I know you've got brand new music that came out. And just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I, for the majority of my life, I grew up in, uh, in Sacramento. And that's, as you said, that's where we met, and um, that's where I kind of um, got in. Well, I got into music before then, but you know, that's when kind of our paths crossed. Uh, but yeah, now currently I'm in in Washington, and um, Autopilot Worship right now is just a group of young people in the church that I attend up here, um, and I kind of uh, I kind of started it just out of you know, seeing the talent that we had here and the anointing and the young people. And it was just, it was just, it was just really cool to see that. And I'm like, man, you know, you guys have a gift. And I think, uh, people need to, uh, hear what you have to say. And so, um, uh, I always say, you know, I think that has more impact coming from young people to other young people. You know, you hear, um, about these older, um, generations or these, older artists that have been putting out music for a while. And I think, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's different when it's coming from a young person, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, autopilot worship is that, um, and we're just kind of putting out music here and there as, as it comes along. Um, I love y'all stuff, bro. Amazed. And, uh, it's done. Did you, uh, write those or were those co-writes? Cause I know amazed, uh, I know that song really circulated around, and a lot of churches did it. Um, how did that song come about with Autopilot? Yeah, so, um, and I know we'll get into this later in the interview, but um, when I moved to Washington from Nashville, I was here, and it was kind of a, uh, you know, it was, there was a lot of good times, but there was a lot of dark times, um, and I wrote It's Done and Amazed um, probably within the first, I don't know, few months of of being back in Washington, and I just kind of sat on the songs. I just didn't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when uh, Autopilot Worship uh, was kind of birthed, that's when, you know, I was like, hey, we should, uh, let's, let's try these songs out, you know, and if they, if you guys like them, then cool, we'll, you know, we'll work on it put them out and so yeah wow bro that's so awesome now i know autopilot worship is an awesome chapter in your life i'm excited to see some of the new stuff that's coming out and um honestly i tuned into your guys's um uh worship from the living room or whatever it was called the autopilot worship from the living room and and uh Bro, just seeing you, I was like, I got all emotional, and I was like, I have absolutely got to uh, get you on the podcast. Funny thing, uh, after I messaged you a couple days ago about being on the podcast, and you so graciously agreed to donate your time to talk to me today, no joke, I walked out of the room, and my wife Rachel goes, sweetheart, you should interview Kyle on your podcast and I hadn't even told her that I had messaged you. It was so weird. It was like, wow. not even kidding you. We've got it set up for tomorrow morning. So I just feel like, uh, no doubt, God, for some reason, he looked down and he saw Nathan and Kyle. And he was like, I need to put them together. I need to create a friendship there. And even to this day, I refer back to that. And so many of the things that God did... Uh, in my life there. Uh, so, But I want to talk a little bit about your 
two digital singles that you've released separate from autopilot uh and these lyrics are deep and the production is phenomenal you've always you know i've been privileged to write a couple songs with you back in the day and i hope we can write some more together in the future but these lyrics are deep and you're quite the lyricist so would you mind sharing your recording songwriting process with our listeners what does that usually look like for you um well man i don't know about all the all the <laughs> words <laughs> don't but, even do it don't be humble <laughs> don't do but thanks man for real that, that means a lot um oh, bro, of course uh as far as my process uh i feel like it's different for every song um but production and everything is just done straight out of kind of uh i have a little just set up in my in my room and that's so uh, cool yeah, that's what's cool these days is kind of you don't have to have this crazy gear or anything. You just kind of um, – you can use uh, – I mean, if you have a laptop with GarageBand, I mean, you can be off to the races. <laughs> you can roll, yeah, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so everything is produced just kind of out of my room. Um, that blows my mind because, you know, that's such a talent to be able to self-produce like that. You know, Rachel and I record with Vanquish Studios in Florida, and, you know, so much of what you hear starts with me and my guitar, just like the good old days, you know, back in Sacramento. And then there's so many people involved, and, and we go to Florida and work with such a great team there. Uh, I It just blows my mind that you sit there in your room and you produce a lot of that. So, like... I know that Wolves, your new single was released yesterday, right? Just came out yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Absolutely blew my mind. I was mad that I didn't get the track before it came out. I was offended, and then I instantly got over it and was like, you know what? I'm going to forgive Kyle because this is so amazing. I got to forgive him. Uh, but like, take the production of that. Is that all you, and then you send it out to be mixed, or do you have a team that you work with? Just take that track, for example, and how did that process happen? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, everything that you hear was, like I said, just kind of done in my bedroom. and uh, That's awesome, bro. Just uh, Even the wolf? Even the wolf barking is in the bedroom? That was me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> bro uh so i know it's been a while since we've seen each other but i have two boys judah is two and ezra is six months old and um judah when the wolf barks bro he thinks that is the coolest thing he's like daddy is that a doggy in the song and he loves that that was super creative so you just did all that from home <laughs> yes <laughs> bro that is mind-blowing to me uh, that's so cool, man. It, like with mixing, I know you posted about a team. Do you send it off to be mixed and whatnot after you produce it? Yeah, so I, I kind of, as far as mixing goes, so I'll produce everything and I have all my tracks ready to go and I send out those tracks to a buddy of mine um, who I met in Nashville uh, when I was there. And he uh, he's just great guy um but also he's a great mixing engineer and um he's been mixing my stuff he's also done the autopilot worship stuff um but yeah so i i like the creative side of production so yeah. you know i i prefer the producing but when it comes to like levels and eqing everything and you know that's kind of uh beyond me and i think uh i i may not be most patient when it comes to that sure yeah <laughs> so uh i just send it off to someone who is much more capable right. than I like that. <laughs> hey excellence is usually surrounded by people that have abilities that we don't have so i completely understand that i have no doubt you could probably mix it and it would sound phenomenal with the fact that you can produce all that and uh i feel like we need to just get in the same room and sit down and you just teach me all of your all of your tricks all of your ways and just show me show me how <laughs> so cool, cool man well i want to backtrack and talk a little about about lyrics songwriting and um 
you know, I was listening to Wolves yesterday when it came out. My wife, Rachel, was like, wow, this song is so incredibly written. And so let's say you're starting to feel a, a melody, uh, but you're looking at a blank piece of paper with no lyrics written down, nothing's there yet. What's that process look like with lyrics? Because this podcast has a lot of uh, young ministers and songwriters and things like that that listen to it. They draw from people like yourself that I get to interview. So when you're looking at that blank piece of paper, what now? What happens then? Sure. Um, for me, it usually starts with the music. So like you said, like it may be a melody. Um, uh, most of the time for me, it's uh, a track that I have, I've started, um, and it's just music. Um, but when it comes to lyrics, I usually try to keep uh, a list on my phone in notes of concepts. And those concepts, you know... Uh, most of the time, those concepts come from, I'll just be driving down the road and a, and a phrase will pop into my mind or a, a word. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember with wolves, I think it was, I'm, I might have been driving and um, just that concept of, you know, we've, we've heard kind of well we grew up in church both of us so we've heard uh, preachers growing up just you know liking our spirit man and the flesh to two dogs and whichever one you feed the most is the one that is going to win they're in this constant battle right um and so i was driving down the road i believe um and yeah i i was thinking of that concept that idea of the flesh and the spirit and i was just like you know that I think that would be a cool, a cool song, um, and uh, using wolves as kind of that, the imagery behind it, and so. I love it, man. Um, so in that case, it came from you know a, a message, um, and it was something that I was, uh, like it's done in a maze. That was one of the first songs that I wrote when I um, came back to the Lord, and and I was just in, you know, my my parents' house in their basement, right. you know, room. That's where I, that's where I stayed. And, um, and it was a pretty, uh, pretty dark time. And I it was, it was just what I was going through at the time. You know, I was, uh, just fighting yeah. at the time I came back. And so that's the, the whole idea behind Wolves. Man, that's so, so awesome. I love, I love your songwriting process and, I love that song, bro. I know I've said it like a hundred times, but that song is amazing to me. Uh, it's the lyrics are so powerful and I feel like it can resonate so much, uh, and let people know they're not alone and the, the struggles that they're dealing with the wolves that they're facing. They're not the only ones that are facing those wolves. So thank you, man, for that song. And I know that that song is going to go far and, and minister to a lot of people. Now, I, I want to go way back, just a little bit, like a decade back, longer than that now, uh, when we both lived in California, and some of my f greatest memories are writing songs with you, just us and our acoustic guitars. Um, that was a big part of what we did. I mean, uh, a lot of people ask me about, you know, when did you start writing? I'll get that question a lot. Um, which, what's your process like? And bro, not even lying, my mind goes back to us sitting in the living room uh, playing guitar and just learning how to write music as, you know, 16, 17 years old. And we all have those humble beginnings. You know, people see, they see the Nathan and Rachel music or they see the Kyle Gazande, you know, Wolf single that is this big production and they see just this polished product but it doesn't start like that, right? There's a lot of bad songs that are written. <laughs> a lot. You and I probably wrote some terrible songs. I mean, probably some of the worst songs on earth, you know, were from me when I was 16 years old. Uh, fun fact, uh, My Dance, the intro to My Dance, that riff was written with me and Kyle in the same room. That riff was written for a different song. 
So it's just so cool. I think the song was called Daybreak. And I can't even remember exactly how the song went. I think it was pretty bad, actually. But um, that song was morphed into a different concept, which ended up being the the musical intro for my dance. Uh, and we all have humble beginnings. So would you mind sharing what when did your musical journey begin? Because I know people listen and they say, you know, I want to I want to get to do something like that. I want to get to record like that. But what advice would you give to musicians who maybe are in those first steps? Maybe the songs aren't that great yet, and they're just starting out. What advice would you give for them uh, in their humble beginnings, just like you and I back when we we're 15, 16 years old? Yeah, I, I'm gonna try to try to try to answer that during the what you were just saying. I think you're you, it was cutting out, and so it was just oh. like yeah. It, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I can reiterate it if no, you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're good. Go ahead and say it one more time because you were just like I was just catching little like. No, that's snippets. fine. Yeah, remote interviews, bro. That's fine. I was just talking about uh, like the songwriting process of my dance. The intro actually came from an old song that you and I wrote together. I think it was called Daybreak, and I I can't remember. (laughs) I think the song was semi-terrible that had some great potential, and I was just talking about how songs, you know, evolve, and it's a process of learning how to write. And so uh, what advice would you give to songwriters that are in their first phases of trying to learn how to write in those humble beginnings maybe they've never recorded maybe they don't know how to produce like yourself what advice would you give for them starting out um you know i think i mentioned it a little bit before but kind of just uh when i said you know you don't have to have all this gear um using what you have, you know, uh, for us, it was just our acoustic guitars and kind of, you know, and that's still, sometimes that's the way I write songs. And, and I know a lot of writers um, that write that way still. Um, but I think the, the thing is to just do it. Just, just don't be afraid to, to write a lyric that maybe is, may you may think sounds lame or or whatever at this point in the interview Kyle and I actually lost our Wi-Fi connection and had to jump back in so here is part 2 of the interview it gets really good from here let's keep going there hey bro yeah i'm sorry you know these remote interviews sometimes the internet whacks out on us i'm sorry about that bro no you're good you're good our internet here isn't uh isn't the strongest so hey that's (laughs) that's totally fine we were just uh talking about the beginning of the songwriting journey and you were talking about um working with what you have and starting there right yeah I, i think the um I think the key is is just you know it's kind of just doing it you know um, not being afraid to write a lyric that maybe sounds um, lame or you know I think it's easy to get caught up w- with when you hear other people's songs and whatnot and like oh I have to have this you know this cool twist on on this concept or you know I have to have this this cool uh, you know, imagery within my writing or, or whatever, right. you know? Um, right. And I think, uh, I think the key is just doing it, you know, uh, getting on that piano in your house that maybe isn't tuned all the way and just punking out a, 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 <laughs> yeah. a few chords and, right. and, you know, and just writing something. And, you know, I think as long as it's, uh, as long as it's real and as long as it is, as it's, something you're feeling or something you're going through, um, people can s- sense that and they can pick that up if it's uh, genuine or not. So, Man, that's so good, Kyle. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I know that's going to be an en- encouragement to some young people that are in the first stages of, of trying to write. And I want to encourage you listeners that um, keep going, keep keep 
writing uh, the songs that maybe they're not at their full potential yet, but that's how that's how you end up getting to where you need to be. So thank you, Kyle, for sharing that with us. Now, um, in your new single, Wolves, there's a lyric that says, um, never should have fed that one. In the moment, it seemed like fun. Now I'm just paying up. And uh, honestly, when I heard that line, it made me emotional. I, I teared up when hearing it because... You know, I I know a part of your story that God brought you out of a difficult season, and your journey and your story have inspired so many people, and you have an incredible testimony, and I I really wanted to get to give you an opportunity to share that. I know you uh, were signed to a record label a few years ago and went down that path, and would you mind sharing that part of your story with us that led you back to church? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, when I was about 20, um, and by this time, I think you, you guys had, had moved away from, uh, from California and from the church that we were both going to, uh, you guys had been gone for a little bit. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because uh, yeah, I was about 20 years old. I, you know, I think like every musician, they go through a phase where they fill the pool, um, to, you know, that, to, I guess, being a rock star or, or you know, or, uh, the pool to a, a, a stage, um, that's wow. different than, you know, um, a church platform. Um, and I think, you know, for me, um, it was, is, you know, I just, I wasn't staying prayed up. Um, I wasn't being consistent. And so, uh, I was feeding, I guess you could say I was feeding the wrong, the wrong one. And, uh, and I finally just caved and, um, I was like, you know, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go pursue this. And so I had, um, as you mentioned before, I have an older, um, brother that we all did music together. Um, and he had been doing, uh, music, um, for a while in Nashville. And so I called him up and I was just like, Hey, um, I'm going to move out there. Um, do you want to kind of pursue music, uh, as a, as a duo? And so, uh, he was, he was down for that. And so I moved out to Nashville and, uh, for the first, uh, two years, it was, very much the typical Nashville starving musician story. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we just lived in a, you know, in a rough area and pretty much just slept on the floor and worked day jobs. And when we came back home after work, we would write music. Um, and uh, we finally, after two years of doing that, it was about two years, we, uh, we signed a publishing deal um, and uh, as songwriters, but then also as kind of like artists so we could uh, write for others um, and kind of uh, generate some income that way. Um, But then also at the same time work on our artist um, stuff. And so how did that publishing deal come about? Well, um, when we would write those songs after working our day jobs, uh, we would just save up the ones that we thought were, you know, good. We, we wrote a lot of, um, bad songs that were just lyrically, were just not, you know, mm-hmm. well crafted. They were just, like you said, it was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, writing, uh, we were learning, you know? And so, uh, we, uh, kind of, curated a, a batch of songs that we thought were really strong and we would just uh, uh a lot of it was actually my brother he's very uh he's a hustler and um we would just cold email these industry people and you know we would yeah. get hustle yeah exactly so we would, you know send out 50 to 100 emails or whatever and out of those we may get like maybe one or two that were interested and like, uh, who, you know, who are you guys? And, um, so that's kind of how we got our foot in the door. Um, and then when we started getting into different, you know, uh, 
offices, uh, publishing companies, then they were like, you know, maybe not a fit here, but we uh, think you guys have potential, so we'll uh, pass you along to this other company and see what they have to say. And so we kind of just floated around um, until we uh, land, landed a publishing deal, and then that's when we quit our jobs and uh, just went full-time writing. Um, and so after that, um, it was about, uh, because we actually didn't, um, we actually didn't end up sign, signing a record deal, um, while I was in the band. Uh, it was when I, it was when I came back to the Lord immediately after that, um, my brother got a call from Sony saying that, uh, they wanted to sign him. So I think that, oh, you know, wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a publishing deal, which, um, I guess you could, you know, for, as a songwriter, I guess that's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a, it's like the record deal for songwriters, I guess you could say, but, sure, gotcha. um, but I think, you know, in all honesty, um, I think that that was God, um, keeping that door closed while I was there um, just because I, wow. yeah. I think it would have been very, uh, even more difficult, um, to, to walk away if, you know, we had signed. So immediately after calling <laughs> my brother and telling him that I was no longer going to be moving forward. Um, yeah, that's when he ended up signing with Sony and then that's, uh, yeah, that was the, the story there. But, um, through those, you know, through those years, it was a total of five years, I believe, just in, in Nashville, um, going through all that. There were a few times looking back that really stood out to me. Um, you know, I when I walked away, it wasn't a thing of bitterness against the church or the people of God. I actually, you know, I had a lot of love for the church and and uh, and the people in it. But for me, I think it was, you know, like you hear preachers say, living for, for God easy is hard. Um, mm. But li- living for God hard uh, is easy. And I think that was just it. I just, I, I, I kind of just gave up. Um, and so um, there were a few times looking back, um, in those five years where I can remember being in certain situations, um, where I just, you know, thought to myself, what am I doing? Where, this is not where I should be. Um, uh, you know, um, I can remember a time in, uh, LA, we were in a writing session in, in a studio and a lot of artists and, and, uh, mainstream music will rent out these big, you know, kind of studios that have multiple studios within them, these big buildings, and they'll just, uh, they'll just write and that's where they'll produce their albums and whatnot. So it's very common to have like, you know, multiple different artists in one building, but in different studios within that building. Um, and I can remember one, uh, one time that really stuck out to me where it just, it kind of uh, was a shock to me because up until that point I I had kind of been pushing everything away and ignoring it and just becoming numb to it, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I could just remember uh, we were out in this common area and this well-known producer that is, is produced quite a, you know, a range of, of music and been very successful. I, I remember him. Um, we were all sitting out there and he came out and we met him and he, he brought us back up to his, his studio room and was showing us some music. And as, as we were sitting there and I was in just shock, I was in awe of this, you know, this world renowned producer. Um, I was just starstruck and, uh, he was showing us his music and I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is, I'm on my way to making it there, you know? Um, 
wow. in these rooms. And as he was sitting there playing us this music, I remember him sitting in this chair and he, and he spins around and, uh, and he snorts a line of cocaine and just turns back around and just continues talking. And, wow. Wow. uh, I just remember thinking at that point, it just, it went from, you know, I was so starstruck to, it went just very downhill. I guess it just went downhill really fast. And I was just like, what am I doing here? You know, oh, like, my goodness. Wow. You know, a 16 year old me sitting in a living room with you strumming, you know, a guitar and, and writing, songs to the Lord, you know, and, and never would have imagined me being in that kind of environment. And it just, it, it was just, um, I think that was a little bit of a wake up call for me. Um, and, uh, I think for a while I was just like, okay, you know, uh, maybe there's a way to do this, but be, uh, be true to myself and, and what I believe. And, you know, I, uh, doing what we were doing, it just wasn't possible. Um, and so, uh, I just continued pushing those convictions and everything away after that. I mean, I was, like I said, I was good for a while, you know, I, I don't think I could say good, but I just, um, I wanted to do better, but I just got sucked back into it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was just one of, of many moments like that of just being in situations where, you know, I'd opened up myself to things that I never thought I, I would have. And, um, uh, it was just, you know, it's, it's true what they say when you leave, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough coming back. Yeah, it's um, like the longer you're out there, you feel like it's it's impossible to come home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and um, and so, not long after that, um, we were writing. We we got a publishing deal. We were writing um, for other artists and writing our own stuff. And then we eventually went on tour and opened up for. Um, another artist and uh this is when things were kind of starting to starting to change a little bit i had met um while on tour i had met um a girl who uh actually did music as well and she was a christian artist and uh, i remember going uh, on our first date we were uh walking through a park and she wanted to talk about God. And I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was, I'm like, uh, you're talking to the wrong person. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, this is, right. uh, this is not what I thought, you know, this was going to be, uh, but she was sincere and, you know, she loved, she, she loved God, even though, you know, it may have not been full, full truth or whatnot. Um, she was sincere and, and loved God and she wanted to talk about the things of God. And so I was just like, all right. So I went along with it and, uh, through all that, um, for whatever reason, um, it bothered me. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't living right. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to church. Um, and when I did, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't a church that preached truth. Um, uh, but through all of that, for some reason, it mattered to me that we viewed God the same way. It bothered me that she um, viewed God as a trinity. And, mm, okay. and so that uh, got to me. And so from then on, I started to, I started to read... Uh, my Bible more. And, um, we started talking and we would get into these debates. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember one time we were sitting, uh, 
sitting in my apartment and I put on uh, a debate and it was David Bernard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and, and we watched it. And so I was like, so what do you think? <laughs> and she, uh, uh, she just, you know, she, like I said, she was so sincere and, and, right. and everything, but, um, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I guess God, you know, definitely used her to, to get me back kind of on track. Um, and so, like I said, I was reading my Bible more and, and, um, I just recently had the opportunity of being on another podcast with a friend and we were talking about it. And, um, I mentioned this, this part and it's like, you know, you can't, you can't read the word and it not do, uh, you know, and it not do something to you. You know Mm, what I mean? My goodness. Yes. And so, uh, as I was reading these convictions, you know, we're, we're coming back and, um, and so uh, I remember coming back to visit my family, and they were up here in Spokane, and I and I came to church, you know, um, with my my tats and my earrings, and <laughs> was sitting in the back, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm here just for family. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get involved, you know. <laughs> they were, actually, yeah, yeah they were, I've seen that, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were actually having a, a a symposium here, and so aside from visiting them, uh, I was here, you know, to kind of they were doing a, suppo- a symposium on the apostles' doctrine, and there was a lot of you know ministers from the UPC and uh, other organizations, um, but they were all apostolic, and they were here talking about the apostles' doctrine, and so I was thinking, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to go visit, I'm going to go to the symposium, uh, symposium and I'm going to get some uh, ammo, I guess you could say, for when I go back and talk to my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stock up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, I'm going to get some, uh, you know, and then I'll be able to, con- you know, convert her or, or whatever I was thinking. Um, and uh, so it was like, you know, I'll just dip my toes in and I, <laughs> I won't uh, get too too involved but that night um god kind of uh met me where i was and had other plans and so that's when uh, uh i prayed back through and man thank you jesus yeah oh man um and i remember immediately talking to a, a mentor in my life the next day uh and uh I called my brother and I just told him I can't, you know, I can't do this anymore. Uh, and, uh, that was tough because, you know, um, he was my best friend and, uh, it, it was, it was pretty rough between us for a while after that. Um, Yeah. That had to be, you know, devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, after that, um, like I said, immediately after that, he signs his record deal and then um, went on, you know, the path that he was going. Can just continued with our band, but just as a solo act. And then, uh, yeah, I was I was here in Spokane, and you know, I've told a lot of people um, just bits and pieces that have asked me about you know my journey um and you know i'll say god in his mercy brought me back and i had this radical experience and you know that's kind of where the conversation usually stops um because it's like you know i think um maybe it's easy to assume that that oh well you know he is doing great or, you know, he, he's, you know, he's back home and it's just been victory after victory. Right. Uh, But in all, in all honesty, man, you know, when I came back, I had this radical experience with God and it felt as if God, you know, 
took me up to the mountaintop and just left me there. Uh, wow. And uh, for probably at least a year um, after that, it, I just felt as if God was just silent. Um, and, uh, it was some of the darkest moments. Um, and that's, you know, during that time, that's when wolves kind of was, was written. Um, wow. because, you know, yeah, I was dealing with, uh, a lot of things when you, you know, <laughs> when you're, when you're gone, uh, and you come back, um, you bring a lot of things that you picked up. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it was tough, man. <laughs> um, coming back, uh, and it's still, you know, I still have bad days, uh, you know, um, sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, but you know, there's no place I would rather be than where I'm at now. Um, I mean, it's true what, what they say, you know, my, yeah. Praise God. My worst days now are better than my best days then, that's for sure. Oh, man. I would imagine that when you had that radical experience with Jesus Christ and you made that decision, you know, I'm going to I'm going to move forward in this. I'm going to I'm going to make a change. I'm going to come back, you know, because and listen, my testimony is is different. You know, God has kept me from a lot of things in the world and 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 so we all have our own testimony but i would imagine that coming back in that season you know you've you've called your brother you've made this decision that i'm i'm going to live for god i'm so thankful that you shared that season afterwards because it would be easy to think you come back to truth you have an experience with God, and then it's all candy canes and unicorns from there. But we, we all know that it's it's going to take a daily walk with God. And you had that that year long season after that, and I'm sure that the devil tried to make you feel like, oh, well, here's a record deal. You missed that opportunity. Maybe you shouldn't have come back to the house of God. Maybe you won't be successful. I'm sure that the devil was all up in your ears. Am I right? Oh man, man, you are, yeah, you're, you're very right. I, uh, it was, that was a daily, daily struggle aside from, you know, not only that, I think there were, there were two things that really were hard for me to deal with. Um, and it was one, uh, the, uh, the thought of my brother going on to, to, obtain a record deal and, and, you know, stardom. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, he, he was, he was doing it. Um, and, uh, I could have, you know, been there with him. But the other thing was, you, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit about the, the girl that I was dating at the time and I thought I was going to marry. Um, and, uh, there came a point where she, she actually came out to visit um, during all this time because she was seeing a change in me, uh, and uh, she ended up getting the Holy Ghost. Um, oh my goodness! Wow. It was incredible. Uh, it was awesome. just God was doing just crazy things, and um, I, I remember. Uh, on her way home, she's like, I need to tell my family about this. And when she got home, they discouraged her experience and to the point where she didn't even know if it was real. Uh, And, uh, I just remember getting a call saying, you know, uh, kind of like it's, it's either the church or me kind of thing. Um, isn't it just like the devil? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so that's, you know, those were two things that were really, um, I think a big struggle for me. Um, sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, 
so I mean, um, that's that whole season was just for a year. It was it was tough, um, and uh, man, I don't know how I hung on other than you know it, it. It's by the grace of God, but then also by I think you know prayers of friends and family that were praying for me. Um, uh, but yeah, but now I'm I'm here and uh, I'm uh, I'm engaged. Man, congratulations, bro! And, yeah, so exciting. Thank you so much, man. And uh, man, it's it's been amazing, and, and God's been far better to me than I deserve. What's and, her uh, name? Her name's Bree, and she's incredible and she's congratulations Bree. i'm so excited for you guys man i'm pumped uh thanks so much man but yeah i mean it's yeah i i'm blessed man god is restoring and god is god has taken you into a season you know i you know in in the new testament they talk about saul and you know he was converted and now his name is paul and uh, you can see in that season, a lot of people forget that when he went from Saul to Paul, it wasn't just great right off the bat. He had to go through a season where, where you know, people weren't sure if he had really converted to Christ and was he still a persecutor and or was he still a sinner and things like that. You can see that throughout Scripture. and But you can see that look how God used him. Look look at that New Testament. Look at all the scripture that is written by Paul. And I've just felt like that similar, I'm not prophesying or anything. I don't claim to be a prophet, but I, I just feel that on your life, bro, that God just has so much greatness that awaits you after that season. And, and yeah, it was a battle. Yeah, it was a journey. Yeah, it took a long time. But man, there's no doubt that God just has such an anointing and such an incredible call in your life. I felt it on you when when we were 16 years old, you could see the anointing on your life. And yeah, the the enemy tried to distract you from that and maybe at times was successful doing that. But don't doubt for one second that God has, bro, the anointing on your life is unbelievable, not just in songwriting, not just in music, but the anointing on just your life, just by being who you are, uh, is so incredible. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it like this, but as I was listening to your story, and I know I'm talking your ear off because we haven't got to talk in so long, but <laughs> but as when I was listening to your story, it's so cool how God used truth to essentially bring you home because yes you were trying to stock up on some ammo for a debate but even when you were far from god you still cared about the truth isn't that isn't that fascinating i'm sure you've thought about it but it was important to you that here the girl you were dating at the time it it was important to you that she knew the truth even though you were far from god in that moment God just kept using truth uh, to bring you home. And it's like the truth will, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's like God kept pulling you back to his word, pulling you back to his kingdom, even when you couldn't see it. It's just, it's so amazing, man. I'm so proud for you. Man, well, thank thank you. This, uh, man, thank you for those kind words and glory to God. Any Man, I do have kind of a follow-up question that I, I didn't, and I'm sorry I'm springing this on you, but I've, I'm curious about this. Um, <laughs> the When you were writing in Nashville, right, uh, I'm sure that had to be a unique songwriting process, and, and I've... I've gotten to teach some classes about, you know, like songwriting for the church and things of that nature, which blows my mind because I don't consider myself to be like this, you know, songwriter. God God just helps me and somehow uh, songs come out of it, thank God. But uh, what was that like, you know, versus, you know, one moment we're, we're 16 years old and we're 
only writing songs about God, right? We're writing songs about his kingdom. I mean, when you and I sat down and wrote songs together, we never had to think about what are we going to write about, right? Somehow it was going to be about Jesus and his kingdom and the church, right? Like we always had some kind of pattern. But when writing in the world, that had to be strange. Like, what am I going to write about? You know, if I'm not writing about God, what am I writing about? Is it just me? Or I know that's a random thought, but what was it like writing in that season in a secular setting? Yeah, no, you're definitely right. It was as a teenager, it was definitely easier easier to like, oh, this, what is my content going to be? Right. I know. It's just like, I, I, if, if somebody asked me to write a secular song, like the closest thing I could do is maybe write a, like a love song, you know, for my wife or something. But, right. but yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start, bro. I'd be like, what do I even talk about? <laughs> uh, and it's, it's funny, you know, cause it's, I've heard, the the common phrase that I've heard uh, in artists uh, in Nashville uh, that have been involved in Christian music and that aren't uh, involved in Christian music is you know like well yeah I'm you know I'm I'm a Christian but I'm not going to write Christian music because I don't I don't I don't want to be put into a box mm-hmm. I don't you yeah. know I want to be limited to what I can write about the box yeah and I'm I'm learning that that's the furthest furthest thing from the truth because I mean that's that's all you know that is the box (laughs) yeah my goodness my yeah you know I'm learning that aren't we just writing love songs to to God you know (laughs) oh man (laughs) that's so good It's just, uh, so I'm learning that, you know, I guess the so-called box, as they put it, is is a far larger than they, they think. <laughs> right. What is there? What is there besides yeah. God and his love and his kingdom? You know what I mean? Like what, what could be more worthy of us to write about? And it's, it's, it's so crazy how, you know, here we are 2020 and we just can't run out of songs about him and his goodness and how good he's been to us. And I'm want to tell you, I'm so thankful that you're writing songs for Jesus now, Kyle. And I'm man, not just writing songs, but like brilliant poems that are reaching the world. And, and I, I'll, I'll use that to segue. What does 2020 look like for you? Can we expect some new music? Oh man. Um, well, again, thanks, man, for the kind words. Um, of course, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, continue to put out uh, songs. Um, I haven't felt really to do an album. Um, and right now it's just kind of, for me personally, it, it makes more sense for me to just continue to put out singles. Um, but there will be a, a steady flow for sure of, of singles. Um, so exciting. Yeah, and uh, also because you know I uh, I really enjoy working with Autopilot Worship and, and that group of young people and um, and you know I would love to see that Autopilot Worship turn into something bigger where it you know includes uh, young people, uh, musicians, and singers from from different churches and different places and and kind of turn it into a collective thing. You know, um, I love it, bro. But uh, yeah, so I mean, 2020, um, just more music and uh, yeah. Lots of time to write right now with the world shut down and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is true. You know, during this time, I, as it started, I thought to myself, I'm going to just pump out the music. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to be the most productive, you know, and right. <laughs> I wish I could say that that has happened in the capacity that I envisioned. <laughs> Didn't we all say that? Weren't we all like, man, I'm going to get so much done. And then we're all just, you know, it just doesn't work out like we planned. But uh, I am excited, bro. I'll need to show it to you. Maybe we can 
hop on the phone when we get off the, the podcast, but um, I did just write a new song that um, came out of this season, and I'm, I'm really thankful that God gave me at least one song in this season, you know, with things shut down, I feel like it was birthed out of that moment and out of pandemic. So I'm excited about maybe getting to record that later this year. And I'm so excited about all the new songs that are coming out. For those of you that are listening, you can go download Without Reasons and Wolves right now. You can go to Autopilot Worship and you can download Amazed or It's Done. These are four incredible songs that you need to have on your apostolic playlist that are going to bless you. So Kyle, I I, I do want to just close out with this question, and I I just love to get to ask this to every person uh, that I interview to close out. uh, Were were you able to go to North American Youth Congress last year, or were you not able to attend that? Unfortunately, I wasn't. I had some friends, and they said it was incredible, but yeah. It was awesome, bro, and and on Thursday night, Brother Jack Cunningham preached about being apostolic. I'm I'm actually glad to hear you weren't there, because I would have been so mad if we were in the same building, and somehow <laughs> I didn't get to see you, so I hope you can get to the next one, and we'll hang out, but um, he talked about being apostolic to the core, and, and about Generation Z, and I think you and I are considered millennials now, but... Um, this message really shook me and he talked about, you know, what do we need to do to be apostolic to the core? And I would love to leave our listeners with this closing question. Uh, somebody from your perspective that's lived for God and then walked away for a season and then you fought that really hard, hard battle to come back. What does this generation need to do to make sure that we remain apostolic to the core? Meaning it's, it's literally a the deepest part of who we are? That's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, you, and it's funny, I think you mentioned part of uh, this, you know, the verse um, earlier when you, you mentioned the truth and how that's kind of what brought me, brought me back. Um, and uh, you, you, you said, you know, and you shall know the truth and it, it'll make set you free right before that you know the verse says uh, Jesus is saying if you continue in my word um, then you are my disciples and I think that's that's the biggest thing um, for me personally um, at least to answer that question I think is you know continuing in the word and uh, really just Getting a love for the word, um, so good. hiding it in your heart, and just um, the tr- that's all I can say is you know getting a love for truth because that's that's what did it for me and is continuing yeah. to do it. So, man, thank you, Jesus, Kyle. Man, this warms my heart today. I just I feel so thankful that we've got to take this last hour and catch up not nearly enough time because i mean we've we haven't got to speak in so long and now you're 28 i'm 29 we were 16 and 17 years old you know last time we were writing songs together and uh i mean it bro i really hope we can write some together uh like starting now i i really would be honored to get to do that with you um but be warned just like the old days you're a hundred times more talented than me so you'll have to you'll have to take a step down bro (laughs) oh stop man it no you you guys are incredible and i was just i I heard uh um you know when you when you came out with that song and (laughs) you're i think i texted you i I was like hey is that the riff that (laughs) i recognize that riff recognize that riff (laughs) Uh, but my dance, man, that that is such an incredibly well-written song, man, I, and uh, it's it's powerful, and so it's it's definitely ministered to me, and I want you to know that. So, oh man, that means the world. Thank you, Kyle. And uh, man, I just I feel privileged. I'm excited about your future. I'm excited about your music, and I just feel so blessed uh, to be your friend. And Kyle, I was wondering if you would. Uh, 
do us the honor of closing us out in prayer for this podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. God, I want to thank you for this opportunity uh, to chat with my friend Nate. Jesus, God, you are so good. At you. I want to thank you for your mercy and where you brought me from. God, I pray that this podcast, Lord, will reach further than we ever imagined, God. Use it for your glory. Use it to bring someone back just like me. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Man, thank you for your time, bro. I love you so very much. Please greet your parents. Please greet your family. And we love you, Kyle. Thanks for being on the show today. I love you guys. Thanks so much for having me. And God bless, bro. Bye-bye. Bye.